Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we are back. Now, thank you, first of all, for all of you who have given us great feedback on the show of late. Yes, as some of you have noted, Julie and I have really taken our podcasting game to the next level because guess what? You guys are having to go to the next level in your real estate businesses. So how can you thank us for doing uh, what some of you are saying is um, such a great job on the show. It's simple. Just give us a five-star review on iTunes. Well, most of you, 93% of you listen to us on iTunes. It would be a really great uh, returning of the favor uh, for us if you were to give us a five-star review on iTunes and a little piffy comment, something about you know what specifically you've learned from the podcast that has had such an impact on your business and personal lives. A lot of you um, if you read the other uh, you know, comments and whatnot, and if you read the comments on our book and other things, you'll see a lot of you guys have used our coaching, our book, um, our training as the benchmark for your career, and we certainly appreciate it. The podcast has proven to be the first step for many of you, so do uh, repay the debt, if you will, and give us a five-star review on iTunes along with some sort of piffy comment. We will continue to outperform for all of you so you guys can really make the most of this new market. So the topic, speaking of outperforming, of today's podcast is going to be something that is always a request. It's going to be about organization, more specifically, your daily success schedule. That's right. And this comes up very frequently with coaching clients. It's one of the reasons that you sign up is to get help with this. And this is part one of a two-part series. It is all about your daily success schedule for this year. So get ready to take some notes. Now, most of us got into real estate so we could have a sense of freedom. We dropped the boss, lost the schedule, and gained freedom. But along with that comes the necessity of, you guessed it, self-discipline. And that's the hard part. Do you ever feel like you're wandering around in the wilds of real estate not knowing what to do next? Which activities are most productive and which are just busy work? Of course you do. That's... What everybody says, right? Yeah, pretty much. What do I do? When do I do it? And that's the reason, like, so many of you are spending so much time doing things that, frankly, won't get you the results that you need in real estate. You're, a lot of you are spending times, uh, you're spending your money and your, your valuable time on activities uh, that are not going to result in a real estate transaction or you helping somebody because no one has told you in a very direct way, which is pretty much all Julie and I do, exactly what you need to be doing now to make the most of this new market. Yeah. So meanwhile, while you're wandering around in the wilds of real estate, you are trying to figure out what to do today. You've got to keep your deals together, navigate inspections, appraisals, contingencies, and financing hiccups. It's easy to lose control of your time and along with that, control of your goals. But Zig Ziglar said, quote, lack of direction, not lack of time, is the problem. We all have 24-hour days, but that's why it's imperative that you become crystal clear on what to do during those 24 hours. You can't make any more time, but you can become more efficient and effective, especially on work days. So here is your step-by-step guide to do just that. Now, Julie, before you get to point number one, I think it's important that we acknowledge the fact that a lot of the people listening 
Uh, absolutely hate the idea of having a schedule. I know. I, I, mean, I mean, we do. We do, exactly. I was going to say, let's just <laughs> Natural. Nobody likes to have a, a life that's scheduled like a dentist, right? I mean, think of your kids, right? Boy, they hate <laughs> being scheduled. Right. So it goes against all of our nature that's, you know, to have a schedule. So here's the relief valve for those emotions. At the end of the day, for you to be wildly successful in real estate, and, you know, you're going to, we're going to reinforce what I'm about to say in these, these next few points. You only really have to be good at maybe three things, yes. arguably four. But at the end of the day, it's these four things that make all the difference. And those th four things, and write these things down, proactively generation, really effective pre-qualifying, presenting, and I'll throw closing in there, and very good lead follow-up. So arguably five things, four things. You get really good at those things. You can be terrible at everything else. I'm going to go over it again. Proactively generation, pre-qualifying, presenting. Um, you know, cl uh, you know, and negotiating. I, you know, obviously you need to get your deals together. So closing, and then really effective lead follow up. Again, giving you permission. Be very clear in your head to be good at just those things, and everything else you can just be average at, or frankly not do, because those are the things that are going to put you in a position to help people and make money. Now, here's where it gets confusing. The fact is, in a market like this, your mission in life is to focus on fewer things, not more things. Focus on fewer things, not more things. I was listening to, Julie and I were listening to a great podcast, uh, All In. Yes. Which you guys should listen to as well. And they were talking about the fact that there are a lot of tech companies mm -hmm. and, you know, that's their focus really, uh, Silicon Valley startups and all that venture funding, all the rest of it. And these two of the guys on the podcast are billionaires. And they were talking about the fact that when their uh, investment companies or their, the CEOs and the founders of these companies are sort of maybe asking for advice. What the hell should we do now? The market's changed and, you know, the ability for us to raise money's changed. The whole world's changed for not just your business, guys, but every business on the planet uh, Earth, right? So their answer was focus on fewer things and any project that you're considering doing that is not going to lead directly, I mean, using our own parlance, to a paycheck, stop doing it. So all the little special interest projects, all the little things that were basically hobbies that you were thinking about doing, don't do them now. Because, guys, over the next really 6 to 12 months, it's going to be the absolute litmus test of your skill set and your mindset and your willingness to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. Some of you who are in larger brokerages or larger businesses, not everyone that listens to this show, is a real estate professional. I'll give you the same advice, and this is frankly what Julie and I put in place last year. Get rid of anything that is not going to have you be exactly on mission. And what the, what does that mean? Being of service to other people and making money. And the money that the effort has to equal the results that you need, which is profit, in less than 90 days. Anything that's going to hypothetically one day maybe work, don't do it and maybe ever, but certainly don't do it now. Does that make sense? Julie? It is. I don't, now is not the time to try things out to right. wait and see. It just isn't. So let's get back to what you should be doing with your time that makes you most profitable. So point number one, everybody asks this, this is kind of like the CRM question, but for scheduling, <laughs> um, decide today what you're going to actually use for your schedule. Are you old school and use a planner or do you track everything using Google Calendar? There's so many apps to choose from, both analog and digital. So the answer is, just like CRMs, choose what you will actually use. It can't be overly complicated, require a tutorial, or be a pain in the neck to navigate. 
So choose today and commit to it and use only one thing for your schedule. You know, it is funny. When you and I started selling real estate, we go to real estate events and one of the topics was always, which CRM should I subscribe to? It still is. It still is. <laughs> so Julie just said it. Whichever CRM you'll use, but let me give you guys a little secret. If you're focused on proactively lead generating, pre-qualifying, presenting, negotiating and closing and lead follow-up, you don't really need a very complicated CRM at all because your goal is not going to be to hoard leads, drip on them until the cows come home. Your lead, your job is going to be to pre-qualify them, find out their motivation. And if they're not essentially in the market now to buy or sell, then you need to deprioritize those people and look for people that are actually motivated. Because why? The FOMO is out of the market. The buyers who are going to buy now or, you know, were, what, two years ago, who were worried that they're not going to get some great interest rate. The sellers who are worried about, you know, not selling now or they weren't going to, you know, be able to then grab that great interest rate and move up market. And you guys get the whole point. That is out of the market. That's never going to return. So you're going to have to focus on the people that are actually in the market now to transact, not the ones that you're hoping and praying are going to maybe change their motivation and actually do a deal with you, which means you're going to have to talk to a lot more people, which means you're going to have to do a lot more proactive lead generation. And that's obviously what we focus on primarily in our coaching program. Point number two. Point number two, take your schedule, now that you've decided what you're going to use for your schedule, and put a little dollar sign on every day that is a work day and a smiley face on your day off, holidays, travel days, etc. This is to show you that though each month has about 30 days, at best, most people have 20 work days. It's a little self-reminder to make the most of those 24 hours, in both cases, work and play. Strive to work on your work days and play on your play days. Much of the daily stress in real estate happens to you when you are supposedly taking a day off, but you're checking your phone every five minutes and negotiating something. Similarly, stress also occurs when you're working, but missing your kid's recital or ball game. An early mentor of ours said of this technique, he said, uh, learn to flip the switch, change the channel. Now, some of these guys don't know about changing the channel on a TV. Let's say it's you're on your remote. The point is, there is no in-between to that channel. You either at work or you are at play. And that is very difficult for most agents. Well, let's drill down on your second point, Julie, because the reality of it is, is if these guys are primarily focused on buyers, they're going to be working nights and weekends. Yeah, 24-7. They're going to be missing Susie and Johnny's, you know, baseball Everything. games. They're going to be essentially, uh, frankly, they're going to be very frustrated this year. Yes. If you're prime, you can work buyers. Buyers are fantastic. Absolutely work buyers. But if that's all you know how to do, the problem with buyers in this marketplace, guys, look at the last 90 days. We've seen interest rates go up. We've seen interest rates go down. We've seen the market gyrate this direction, the other direction. People having being optimistic, people being pessimistic. And very low inventory if they even are qualified and motivated. And if all you've had were a bunch of buyers, they probably are so tired of the emotional yo-yo of what's going to happen next. They're going to take themselves out of the market. This is always a problem when you're working with buyers. You can give away all your nights and weekends and the buyer's going to say, you know what? We're just going to wait until after the fill in the blank, the holidays, yeah. after vacations, when the kids go back to school. When rates are back to 3%. And this goes back to really the bottom line that it should be taught in real estate school, but it's not. There is no such thing, ever has been, ever will be, of a buyer that has to buy a house. Don't say 1031, they could always pay the taxes. Yep. In other words, buyers are always want-tos. So you have to decide if you're going to focus all your best energy and time on focusing on the have-to-sells or the want-to-sells. The have-to-sells 
are the sellers. That's what we primarily focus on in the coaching business. There has never been a better time to go after have to sell sellers because in all markets, there are going to be a fantastic amount of sellers that are going to want to put their homes for sale for all variety of reasons. We did a podcast. Uh, we did so many podcasts on all the different uh, sources of listing opportunities that are actually not even, uh, frankly, most people have no idea how to get them. No defaults. Uh, we have probate listings. We have you know all kinds of different things we teach you in our coaching program. But here is really the bottom line. This is very practical and tactical. If you have to choose between what you're really going to be good in real estate at, be really good at a list, being a listing agent. Be very, very effective at listing homes. And right now, single best opportunity in real estate is without a doubt working on expired sellers. That's right. I mean, I do, I, I have gotten increasingly worried this year about agents that are very buyer dependent. It's going to be a difficult year for them. It's going to, yeah, honestly, it's going to be a very, very... It, there's too many factors working against them. You're going to have sellers that are going to be like, sellers are always going to have to sell for all the normal reasons. And sellers don't have to qualify to sell. Right. And sellers are going to, right, exactly. They're not, the interest rates are going to go up and it's not going to talk a seller out of selling your house. Right. A seller, most sellers are also going to have a lot of equity or pay cash for a house. That's right. They're far less interest rate sensitive to buyers, even buyers in upper end price ranges. We've seen in some of our upper end price markets, though we are seeing a lot of actually competitive offers and things going for over asking and a lot of our top coaching clients. But the reality of it is, is that you're going to see, as we said yesterday, a massive bifurcation that's going to happen in the real yes. estate market. It's going to be agents that are willing to do what they don't want to do when they don't want to do it at the highest level that are taking a skills-based approach to real estate versus, frankly, everybody else. And you're going to see it in the numbers. You're going to see it in the agents that are in the business in six months, let alone 12 months. Be the agent that was willing to do what they didn't want to do when they didn't want to do it at the highest level. And you will make this market. You, this this market will become a dream market for you because, frankly, your comp, your competition is not going to be competitive. <laughs> That's right. I mean, listings are so golden right now. So point number three, I have to say our coaching clients have a distinct advantage on this one because they know exactly what we're talking about. And that point is this. Know if you are on track, ahead, or behind every day by using and updating your visual accountability whiteboards as we teach in coaching. You should be tracking all of the following based on your goals, your leads, your active listings, your buyers, your pending closings, and your closed transactions. Those are five specific whiteboards. Now, I know you can put it on a spreadsheet and you can sock it away in your CRM, blah, blah, blah. But this is about visual accountability. It literally tells you what you need to be doing based on the white space on each of those boards. And again, this is the podcast. This is not a coaching call. So just take the concept. Know if you're on track ahead or behind every day. Now, and by the way, we do give yep. you the roadmap for doing this. It's called the Real Estate Treasure Map. You get that when you uh, subscribe or you become a member of Premier Coaching. So just go to premiercoaching.com, premiercoaching.com, and enroll, guys. It includes uh, four semi-private coaching calls for the first month. You get access to all this for free, including a real estate treasure map, which is basically our fill-in-the-blank business and life plan. Yes. Now, assuming that you've done your whiteboards, that leads us to the next point. Each of those whiteboards in those different uh, categories has an actual dollar value. You should write it in the corner of the board. For example, how much better would you feel just knowing these numbers? Perhaps you have $5 million worth of active listings, which are worth approximately X to you based on your commission agreements. Maybe you've already got X amount of pendings on the board. This way, you're going to know if you're on track ahead or behind. 
Also, that assumes that you've done the treasure map and you know what your goal is. You can't know if you're on track ahead or behind if you didn't do a business plan, right? Okay, so Benjamin Franklin said, quote, you may delay, but time will not. So take your schedule seriously. Each day, you are either self-employed or self-unemployed, depending on what you're doing with that allotted time. So I had somebody that texted me yesterday about me being their personal coach, and I called them back, and um, they're, I'm sure going to want to have me be their personal coach. And I wanted to find out, A, frankly, what their you know, business and financial maturity was, and I wanted to find out how open you guys think you're interviewing me when you talk to me about your business, about being your coach. I'm interviewing you. I'm trying to decide, frankly, this might sound arrogant, but it is the truth. I'm trying to decide whether or not I want you as part of my life on a weekly basis. And so here's the question. This, well, it's true. And Julie as well. So when this person was asking me, there were, there were you know, it took me about 15 minutes to figure out. And I'm not going to say whether I'm a man or a woman because they listen. I will say this. They were very worried about their financial future in the next like 90 days. And, you know, they hadn't called us soon enough. They've been pissing away their savings, run up credit cards. And this is somebody that, by the way, last year earned something like $1.8 million in commission. So I was trying to find some mental and emotional peace for this person to realize that they're going to make it through. And so I asked them all these financial questions. And lo and behold, what did I discover? This person has 14 listings. So I then asked these questions. And if you're this person, you know, basically you're feeling the same way, this is what I'd ask you to do. If you have no available listings, you have no inventory, then this isn't going to work for you. But this person in particular had 14 listings. Now, not all of them were active. Some of them were coming for sale. That's okay for the sake of the conversation. I asked them to consider those as well. Then I went through, and this is where the coaching comes in, every single one of those sellers. And I asked them, every single seller, what their motivation was. And guess what I discovered, listeners? This agent had no flipping clue the motivation of any of their sellers. None did not know why any of them were selling. You'd think, Tim, you must be making it up. Well, you would think that I was making it up, but I wasn't because they were not, they had never, they had never been taught to pre-qualify. They had never been taught to essentially know what the seller's motivations are. They may have thought they knew. So for example, you know, I'm just making this one up listeners, but just to kind of drill down on the point. Well, you know, Bob, the seller is selling because, you know, he said he wants to buy a new house. Uh, where I come from, that's really crappy motivation in a market like this. But in the previous seller's market, that probably was good enough, right? Because he could put it for sale in crappy condition, location, and price, and it would still sell. Not now. So I asked them, you know, I was going through every single one of these cases. You know, that's what I was looking at it as. Mm -hmm. Give me the motivation of this seller. Well, I don't know. Well, what do you think it is? I think it's maybe they're having this issue or that issue. All right. So, and then I told them exactly what to say. To, because they hadn't pre-qualified, the listing contracts were signed, how they can go back and do what they should have done in the first place to find out what the actual motivation of all these sellers was. So I gave him some scripts and he's going back and basically re-interviewing all of his sellers and writing these down because it is the most important thing. Why? Because what he will discover is that a lot of those sellers are a hell of a lot more motivated than he thought and they do not have months to sell the home. A lot of them are probably going to want to sell in the next 60 to 90 days and that will have an influence on their uh, how they choose to price the house, what they're willing to do to position the house on the market so that it correctly reflects the buyer's expectations. In other words, lower the price. So that is a conversation that all of you need to be having because you're going to find when you have the scripted approach, when you're a professional, that a lot of your sellers are incredibly motivated. You just have to ask the questions and then you base all of your decisions on how you're going to position the house in the market based on the seller's motivations. So I went through, told them what to say, told them how to say it. 
And I, here's what I'll predict based on the little bit of information I gathered. Of the 11 listings, I think he had like maybe seven or eight that were red hot, 100% rock star sellers. And based on his average commission, that's probably somewhere between $160,000 and $200,000 in commission. I pointed this out. And at the end of this roughly half hour call, that person felt a billion times better. You guys get it? Because they knew if they were on track ahead or behind based on an actual analysis of your actual reality. Because as you were think as you were talking, I was thinking, you know, I've had many of those conversations as well. Many, many, many. Right? But especially now, because you could list pretty much whatever you felt like, throw a price on it and win for years. Okay. So sometimes when you go through something like 14 listings, what what is the motivation of the seller? You're gonna find out who absolutely has to sell. And occasionally you're going to find out, oh yeah, that person told me, well, only if they get their price and let's try it out. And maybe you really only have 10 kick-ass listings. You think you have 14, but you have 10 for sure. And you can do different projections when you know that. Well, here's where it really gets complicated though. And financial times like this always bring out things like this. You'll discover that your sellers who are acting like they're not particularly motivated, who maybe are your friends, your, you play golf with them or your neighbors, are having really big financial problems and they're desperate to get rid of the house. And you need a scripted professional way of, you know, frankly asking them what the heck's going on so you can actually help them. You're thinking that they're going to tell you. No, they are not. They're not no. going to tell you. You need to learn. You, this is the skills-based market, guys. And the past market was about who knew you. That's what social media was all about, right? Maybe that worked, maybe it didn't. Differing degrees, right? Now it's about what you know, how you can solve other people's problems. A lot of you now, we've been saying this for forever. That's how long we've been saying what we just said. But now you guys are experiencing it when you're dealing directly with people who maybe two years ago, maybe even only six months ago, you would have clicked with and you would have gotten the listing or they would have worked with you on the buy side. Now they're ghosting you. Why? Because they're looking for somebody more professional. That's what a skills-based approach is. And yes, guys, I am probably opening my mind to having another like three of you as personal coaching clients. If that's of interest to you, know what you're signing up for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you could text me directly at 512-758-0206. All joking aside, I love the personal coaching. Um, it is something that I get a hell of a lot out of. The word's cathartic, right? When you're helping other people solve their problems, not only do you, frankly, you know, have a real true purpose, which is something that you only get from coaching. And I honestly... No, but you're really awesome at it. And that's because you have an epic amount of experience. Yeah, over 100,000 at least private one-on-one coaching calls. Uh, but I retired from coaching effectively two years ago and I miss it. I want to get back into it. I don't want to lose my edge. I don't want to lose my ability to help people on a high level. And these are, you know, these skills, if you do not keep them up, they do go away. Well, that's true. And in a changing market, that's when you really feel it. And well, that's when, what you and I are made for. Well, th- exactly. So I mean, honestly, that you and thus I- Thus we re-enter. <laughs> yes, exactly. We, Julie and I were absolutely cut out for hard markets. That's where we've sowed all of our oats <laughs> since day one. Mm-hmm. And this is absolutely our market. So in any yes. event, if that's something of interest to you guys, just text me directly. 512-758-0206. Point number five is incredibly important. Yes. Our final point for today's podcast, review your finances every day, not just when you're in a little crunch, not just when you get your tax bill, review your finances every day. Use mint.com as your dashboard of KPIs. Those are key performance indicators. Your savings, your checking, your credit cards, investment accounts, investment properties, and everything else financial is visible using mint.com. This even includes your credit scores as well as your upcoming bills and your actual budget. 
it is a fantastic tool and it's super, super easy to use. I think it's free, isn't it? It is. But here's the thing. As you were reading that, uh, you know, I don't know how many people are going to listen to this podcast. It could end up being tens of thousands. I know for a fact that that is the last thing most of them will do because mm-hmm. the last thing that most of them want to do is face it. Is face it. I know. And, and you know what? When you and I got married, we've married for 32 years this year. It was probably a good 10 of those years that we didn't ever want to have financial conversations either because no. we are financial, you know, idiots basically. And some of that time was when we were selling real estate too. Yeah, exactly. Just like everybody right. else listening. Right. Well, because you don't want to, you want to hide from the facts, but here's the thing. On the other side of that, when you actually see your numbers, like how much better will all of you know, feel knowing exactly what's going on with your finances? Some of you are going to feel a lot worse, let's be honest. But when you actually drill down, you take it to the next level. Now we've gone through, we've essentially eliminated all the Mickey Mouse expenses. You've gone through, you're making everything perform for you. You're doing, you, you choose to continue to do certain things for paid lead generation and other things that you know are working for you. But they have to be proven to work and get you paid the next 90 days or fewer or you stop doing them. That has to be your rule. Number two, what you're then going to discover is you're going to start seeing and feeling a sense of financial control that you probably have never had before because you're going to break down, and this is always interesting, how much money you earn per month. That's easy. How much then money you need to earn per day. And then once you know how much money you need to earn per day, that's all of a sudden giving you a higher level of accountability to how you're spending your time. Because when you actually go and you think you're going to spend, well, it's Monday, it's between three o'clock and five o'clock. I'm supposed to make six TikTok videos. You're then going to say, will this lead directly to a paycheck or should I instead you know, do this activity and that activity, which is going to lead directly to a paycheck. That's the financial accountability that this past seller's market has spoiled you from frankly not having to have. You've always had Daddy Warbucks as your uncle who's been constantly feeding you with more opportunities. That was called the market. That's exactly, <laughs> in case you weren't clear. That's called the market. That market is gone. The new market is going to require you guys to step up, but all of you can do it. Every single one of you can do it, but please, for the love of God, don't wait. Because the market's not going to return. We have been, Julie and I were originally suggesting it's going to be a 10-year cycle that we're in now. And I'm still staying with that. But it's going to feel painful, not bullshitting you guys with words, for many of you for the next two to three years. Because you're going to emotionally resist doing what this new market demands. And you're going to be constantly hoping and praying that things are going to go back to the way they were. Oh, Tim, hold on now. Just a matter of days before interest rates to go back down again. Nope. It's just a matter of days again before a whole bunch of homes to come for sale. There will be more homes coming for sale, but it's not going to be a whole bunch. We are in a long-term cycle. We're returning to whatever the new normal will be, which no one can quite understand yet. Yeah, that's right. And you know, this is a transitioning period where some of you will pick out the one listing you had sell last month with multiple offers. So we're going to have a long period of change punctuated by some highlights that you'll want to hang your hat on. And this is why we did a podcast series called How to Recession-Proof Your Business so that you can plan for the worst and hope for the best and be prepared. Maybe you overcorrect by 10%, but maybe, you know, you better be doing it today instead of waiting. Waiting is not a strategy. We're not going to make it just like it used to be. Remember that the, you know, we had a couple of different things. It wasn't just the low interest rates. It was also the fact that the Fed pumped in more money to the market, more stimulus, all of that COVID money. All of those two years of COVID stimulus, do you know what that added up to? It was more than the culmination of the entire record recorded uh, stimulus ever sent since it was recorded in just two years. So you did that 
Plus, you had people freaking out over COVID. Where am I going to, you know, you had more enthusiasm for housing then. And you had it fueled by lower interest rates. Well, but so, the problem, problem is now is there We're not is, going back to that. There's, there are no signs. Let's just mm-hmm. be honest at this yep. point. There are no signs the inflation rate's going to go down. Not really. No. We tried that and we were hopeful for a little while and then it went back up. Right. And it's because right now it's, a, it's, it's the one thing's making the next thing more expensive, the next thing more expensive, the next thing more expensive. They're like, now you're hearing people say the Fed's going to try to cause a big wave of unemployment and that's going to cause the economy to slow down. Are you guys seeing any evidence of that? We're not. And so we're in a long-term cycle. And in fact, unemployment is the the lowest it's ever, ever been. I think it's 3.5%, something like yeah. that. It just dropped again last week. And by the way, this is the lowest it's ever been, correct me if I'm wrong, for the number of essentially uh, distressed homeowners. Oh, yes. That's true, too. Yeah. Isn't that weird? All of these facts are happening at the same time. So that means, guys, people are going to con- – there's no slowdown in the inflation rate. It's going to go up, but it's going to go down. And that means the interest rates on mortgages in particular are going to continue to at, at, be at this pace, if not higher. They're, that's just the cycle we're in. You know what? Who cares? You guys can do great no matter what the interest rates are, no matter what the direction is going. It does not flipping matter. You just need to adopt the mindset that if it's meant to be, it's up to me and I can do whatever, when, be whoever or know whatever this market demands so I can be a service to other people. You can be incredibly successful because of this market because frankly in the next probably 12 to 24 months if you are moving ahead quickly you're going to be a, frankly ahead of the rest of the market as agents then try to learn to try to catch up to what you've already learned so i hope you're seeing the opportunities that are in a market like this the greatest fortunes of you know men and women since day one have always been made during the greatest times of change think about that historically when there's been great times of change there's been new people who are willing to adapt to this new market quickly, early adapters, if you want to call it that, who've made the most money. Happens every single time. I mean, look at, for example, um, I think of EXP Realty. Mm-hmm. EXP Realty was designed for a market just like this. Absolutely. How do I know it's true? Because it was started in a market just like this. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to see uh, companies like EXP Realty, they might have a quarter, maybe two quarters, where things are kind of flat, where the market's sorting itself out. But then you're going to see it start to grow, while all, and they're going to grow as the other uh, more traditional businesses start to decline. Why? Because it's a business model that is designed to work in this market. You guys have to be designed to work in this market. You have to adjust to what this new market demands. And here's the good news. That means you can start making a hell of a lot more profit. Here's the good, even the better news. Those of you who are actually willing to be of service to other people, those of you who are not just wanting to hide behind your CRMs and your keyboards anymore, you want to go out there and, you know, feel really proud of yourselves for being of service to other people. This is your market. So please take this seriously, guys. Um, I don't know how else to say it other than this. I'm very excited, frankly, to, you know, take on another three to five uh, private coaching clients because it really, this is really, truly what you, I I get bored when things are easy. (laughs) I know that previous, I was almost irritated by it. It was bored. It was just boring. It's like you didn't need a lot of skills to, no, you didn't really need any skills to do anything in the past market. No, everybody wanted to buy and sell all the time. Everybody's, you know, getting rich off of their houses. Yeah. There's FOMO all over and yeah. people had money to spend. I mean, some of these calls, I'm how hard is with, that? Some of, these, some of these calls I'm having with people that are, you know, again, you think you're interviewing me, I'm interviewing you as to yeah. whether or not I want to coach you. And some of these calls I'm having, I didn't realize how much I personally have missed doing private coaching calls, honestly. Yes, because there's so much work to be done. And it's so fulfilling to take somebody to the next level and to see them really uh, utilize their new skills 
and be appreciated for it. Yeah. Because, you know, the, the previous market, which was fast and furious and it had, you know, all of that uh, momentum to it, it also could be kind of abusive to agents. I mean, how many times were you guys asked by somebody that said, well, why do I need your services? I can just sell it overnight myself. And they could. And they could. There was no objection handler for that because they were already in contract by the time you were done talking. That's right. Exactly. So. How many of you guys gave up on Fizbo's because by the time you actually, you know, drove past the Fizbo, grabbed the phone number, took a picture on your digital, your camera, and then decided to call them two days later that they already had 14 offers on it. And so you just never had to learn how to work Fizbo's. Now all those Fizbo's need you. Nobody's calling. This you know is- who the Fizbo's are now? They're expired where nobody with skill actually contacted them. So they decided out of an act of desperation to throw a Fizbo sign in the yard. Your takeaway is do not wait for the market of, the, of, of your to return. It is not going to ever. It is done for. It is over. It is complete. That is a chapter in the real, the lores of real estate, which will never be repeated. Okay? There it is. So learn to adapt to this new market. And guess what? You can. And there's so many incredible cool things that are going to be happening. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, I'm, I, I love all the technological advancements. By the way, AI is not going to replace real estate agents. AI is going to replace real estate agents who don't know how to use the AI. Okay. There it <laughs> yes, is. That's true. Anyway, so you guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.